0: Good morning. Mm. We're conscious that it's cold uh, and um, we're turning the, the thermostats up around the house. Um, but also, just wanted to say that if any of you feel like you don't have enough clothes, uh, please let us know. In fact, please let Ramiro drop Ramiro. A note. Yeah. R A M I R O Ramiro. <laughs> and he can find uh there are, there's a common clothes um store here that you're welcome to draw upon. So we can we can notice that um there's the cold, and then there's the reaction to the cold. And, you know, making all of this experience of being a part of the practice kind of invites us to investigate how do we react to things (laughs) that happen, (laughs) you know. How do we react to sensations in the body and the mind? And you know the the Buddha's teachings and contemporary mindfulness-based approaches are unanimous that it's in the reactivity to experience that suffering is born. The the kind of optional suffering that we add to the ordinary difficulties and discomforts of life, if you like. The Buddha was clear that a level of uh, discomfort as well as a level of pleasantness is kind of intrinsic in life. What he was particularly directing our attention to, just like MBSR, just like MBCT is saying, what do we add to that how do we relate to that because that's where the that's where we have um purchase that's where we have capacity really to change and unlearn some of the habits that entangle us And this is really the whole domain of um, the second Satipatthana. So you remember that this, these four domains of our experience, these four dimensions of our experience to which the Buddha directs our attention because it's these are dimensions where, suf- where mindfulness can be most... Um, Usefully applied if we want to diminish suffering. If we want to diminish dukkha, which is the, the Pali word for the kind of dissatisfaction, distress. Unhappiness. Incompleteness. <laughs> uh, just the, even the, the slightest sense of niggle to the larger sense of anguish, (laughs) you know. The Buddha is saying direct your attention to these places these themes and the second of these themes is uh, the the theme of feeling tones, Pali word vedana, v-e-d-a-n-a and sometimes it's helpful to keep the pali word because th- there isn't a, v- uh, a there isn't actually a very satisfactory translation of it what it's pointing to is the toned quality of all sense experiences that we have in each of our six senses so in buddhist psychology The five ordinary senses, you know, seeing, hearing, tasting, touching, smelling, are joined by mind. So, and it's a really, you know, such a, a kind of helpful insight the Buddha had, that we can treat, for certain purposes, we can treat the mind like a sense organ. So thoughts are to the mind what objects are to the eyes, sounds are to the ears, smells are to the nose. Th- does that make sense? So thoughts, mental images, moods, apprehended by this sense organ, the mind. And all of our senses, he's saying, all sense experience comes toned in one of three flavors, or we could say along a spectrum from very pleasant to very unpleasant with a whole central region of the spectrum that's really quite neutral. So pleasant, unpleasant, and that which is neither particularly pleasant nor unpleasant. Can you sense that? You know. So some sights, very pleasant. Some sights, very unpleasant. Some body sensations, very pleasant. Some very unpleasant. Mildly pleasant, mildly unpleasant. A lot of our experience, pretty neutral, you know. In this moment, you could sense there's a lot that's probably fairly neutral. The color of the ceiling probably isn't activating you right now. You know, the sensations of your earlobes. Probably, you know, you haven't got a thing going about your earlobes, you know. (laughs) Uh, The silence, you know, when I'm not busy reacting to it, you know, probably quite neutral, you know. And this is a given. The, the, the Buddha says this isn't something we decide upon in the, mo- in the moment. So it's not that, you know, the sensations of my hand, I kind of make a choice. Is it going to be pleasant or unpleasant? Or that a thought that comes up, I'm kind of saying, well, sure, you know, is this pleasant or unpleasant? It's a, a very immediate Evaluation in the moment's experience and feeling tones is not referring to emotions here. Emotions are a more complex construction. The Buddha said would say that arise from feeling tones. Yeah, they're kind of a, they're built on feeling tones, but these Vedana are this very uh, momentary flavoring. So if you feel the touch of your lips right now, you may notice, okay, there's the sensation of that contact and then there's a kind of quiet pleasantness about that, probably. Yeah? Can you, can you sense that? There's the sensation, and then it's it's got a kind of tone to it, a quiet pleasantness. If you gently bite your tongue, you may sense, okay, there's the sensation, and then there's a kind of, hopefully, relatively quiet unpleasantness about that. Do you, do you, it's like a it's it's a kind of um yeah a flavoring a hedonic tone is one way of describing it the sense of pleasantness or unpleasantness as as the the tonal quality of sensation and you know although this can seem like quite a subtle thing to direct our attention to i mean let's just acknowledge if this is the case, this has been going on, well, you know, probably since the womb, you know? That, that sentience involves vedana, pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. Would we agree, you know? Our experience has always been toned in this way. And the Buddha said, you know, our sense experience in these six senses is what he called the all, the sum total of our experience. There's nothing happening outside those six sense domains. So, uh, perhaps just to to add to that, to notice that this toned quality is something that arises in the moment. It's conditioned by the moment's experience. It's not that chocolate cake is always pleasant. You know, by the fifth slice, y- you know, the Vedana has probably changed, right? You know? Or the sound of the bell at the end of a sitting, you know? There may be sittings where it's like, oh, thank goodness, you know, like Jaya said, the most peaceful moment in the sitting, hear the bell. There may also be sittings where, you know, you hear the bell, I was just getting it together, you know, I just was starting to feel really peaceful, and you know, they rung that thing at the front, you know, so just to notice that it's conditioned in the moment rather than it belonging to particular objects, it's very much about the meaning we give to things, you know. If I'm in a hurry, the traffic jam, you know, I'm giving the traffic jam a meaning that makes it especially unpleasant. (laughs) On other days, it's, you know, just how things are. (laughs) We can also see that the more reactivity there is to the unpleasantness of the traffic jam, the more unpleasant it becomes. can we s- sense that this is really crucial piece here goes right to the heart of what MBCT MBSR and the Buddhist teachings are pointing to you know the more reactivity the more i hate being in the traffic jam the more it's it's really unpleasant you know so that the vedana tone the tone is pumped up by the not wanting it to be like that you know so you know, the unpleasantness of the sensations of cold (laughs) on a morning like this morning, or the sensations of feeling a bit unwell, just notice how subtly the unpleasantness can get pumped up by the not wanting it to be like that, (laughs) by the meaning I give to it. They should have sorted the thermostats out by now. Oh, you know, and how easily the reactivity just kicks in <laughs> and in all kinds of ways complicates amplifies pumps up you know and of course this gets right to the heart of the insight at the core of MBSR and MBCT you know MBCT which was created to help reduce vulnerability to depressive relapse, what they saw was that it was the the reactivity to the unpleasant vedana of ordinary low mood that was the, the trigger for spiraling downwards in rumination being cognitive psychologists they emphasize the cognitive reactivity so the way in which you know if i've been vulnerable to depression and i'm in remission from that and i wake up one morning just feeling in a low mood a bit cranky open the curtains it's raining you know so easy to say oh god i'm back here again none of what I've tried has worked. What does this mean about me? What does it mean about my future? And and I've been hooked into old thinking patterns, cognitive patterns that are a reaction. They're trying to solve the Vedana of the mood. Can we see that? That rumination so often are overthinking, is trying to solve. If I just think about that, relationship breakup one more time, I might really understand what it was I did wrong, you know? <laughs> and so I keep going back to it. And of course, the thinking is reactive. And so what does it do? It makes it more unpleasant, which triggers more thinking, you know? It's, you know the problem-solving mode of mind coming along and trying to help and just making it worse. <laughs> you know. And so, you know, the the Buddha's teaching and these contemporary approaches are are really highlighting the possibility of developing a kind equanimity in the midst of the changing dance of Vedana. Equanimity, kind of a word suggesting a balanced mind, more balance, a more non-reactive. I'm less pushed and pulled around by experience. Yeah, The craving for the pleasant, the aversion to the unpleasant, the disconnection from the neutral. The more... Uh, the more addiction there is to the craving of the pleasant, the aversion to the unpleasant, and the disconnection from the neutral, the more commotion there will be in the mind, the more we will tend to be governed by reactivity. That quotation from Marcus Aurelius, you know, we dance like puppets on the strings of our impulses. You know? It's where my dramas, my entanglements all arise in that reactivity. And so uh, what is it really to sense that it's not following the reactivity that brings peace, it's cultivating a kind equanimity where I'm breathing with the pleasant and the unpleasant. I'm allowing and letting be, to quote the title of you know, session five of MBCT. Letting these Vedana arise and change, finding my feet in the midst of them, you know? Holding the moment's experience with kindness, and knowing that they change. I mean, isn't it true that Vedana change often very fast? you think of eating a mouthful of food at lunch, you can just notice how the Vedana, there may be a first initial hit of pleasantness, but the more I chew, probably the more neutral the, s- the sensation, the, 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 the Vedana becomes, is that right? You know? And really to be curious about the Vedana of physical pain, you can notice, oh, it's changing. <laughs> It's not constant, it's flickering and changing. Pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. Oh, suddenly a little moment of pleasant, unpleasant again, (laughs) you know, depending on the attitude and the meaning I'm giving it. So really to, and the Buddha said, these Vedana, they change like raindrops on water. Flickering, changing, so fast. If you just feel that in your body right now, just sense how there are these kind of flickering dances of pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. So, you know, we can see how sometimes when things are very unpleasant. Rather than, this is part of what I was trying to say last night, rather than just leaning into the unpleasantness, hoping that will change it, it's often helpful to find a ground in the body that is really okay. You know? So dealing, as some of you are, with physical pain, really to befriend and Again, to make your home in the parts of the body that are quite neutral or even just quietly pleasant. The okayness of the hands, the sit bones, the soles of the feet. 60, 70, 80% of the time, 90% of the time, in what is resourcing, touching into what is unpleasant. You know? Like they say in in, uh, trauma therapy, they say uh, it's really helpful if you're going to drive a car to get used to using the brake before you start using the accelerator, you know. And just to know, well, where are the brakes? Where are the places that give kind of Vedana rest? (laughs) You know, where that give Vedana nourishment, you know. And then touching into the more accelerating sensations in the place of physical pain or the place of emotional pain, that unpleasant thought, that very unpleasant and charged memory or mental image. A okay. teacher who I'm really learning a lot from says, "You know, don't go into something until you can stay out of it you know so you're really practicing staying out of it and going into it when you know that you can operate the brake safely <laughs> you know do you see how that relates to vedana you know the, the pleasantness the enjoyment the nourishment really making a home in that and visiting you know easier said than done Easier said than done, but a cultivation, a practice, And when we're sufficiently resourced, there can be that sense of, okay, I can be with the unpleasant without getting busy trying to fix it. I can breathe with the unpleasant thoughts and memories or sensations, but there's enough resource that I'm just allowing that kind equanimity in the midst of it, you know. I can be with the pleasant without getting busy planning how to intensify it or get more of it in the future, you know. Enjoy the taste of lunch without thinking, oh, I must get the Guy House cookbook. Now I could try that at home, you know. Get busy as we do with pleasant, you know. How can I intensify it and plan for more of it in the future, you know. I can be with the, the more neutral and find that that's peaceful, You know, Christina Feldman talks about practicing in the neutral zone. And it may be that today, you know, there will be more sense of kind of peacefulness that's available. And just to enjoy that, enjoy that, sense that when we appreciate that which seems neutral, it tends to become pleasant, (laughs) you know? The breath, enjoy the silence, enjoy, the sense of unpressured space, enjoy, you know, make our home in that which is more calming. Mm. So, you know, not to, not to make a big project out of this, it's fine just to kind of let these reflections go if they're not helpful. Uh, but you could just, as a very simple thing during the day, dropping in the question, okay, I'm with the breath or I'm with the sensations of grounding. Pleasant or unpleasant or neutral? So the Vedana of your primary theme in the sitting the walking. And you could, when you notice that the mind has gone off somewhere, to a memory, to a thought, just ask, oh is this a pleasant thought, an unpleasant thought, more neutral thought, and just be interested, just notice and have a sense of coming back. So let's uh, p- practice with this this now. So, settling in the body. Again, orienting to and lingering with the sense of ground, grounding. Receiving the support of ground. Maybe noticing does Are these sensations of ground grounding pleasant or unpleasant or neither, more neutral? Notice too what the effect of an attitude of gentle appreciation is. Appreciating the sensations and support of ground. Enjoying even. sensations of the hands. Drinking those in, those sensations. Again, the quiet curiosity, pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. What's the effect, what's the subtle effect of bringing appreciation to the sensations of the hands? Enjoying their quiet okayness, if that's how they feel. The mind's very agitated, or there's a lot of discomfort in the body, unpleasant sensations in body or in the mind can be helpful to move the attention slowly between places that have uh, quietly pleasant. Neutral feeling tone. Just really drinking in the okayness or support, nourishing support of these anchors in the body. The feet. Seat Hands Touch of the lips Feet Seat Hands Seeing what it's like to rest in aspects of this moment's sense experience that are quietening rather than activating. Restful rather than intensely pleasant or unpleasant. The breathing may be one of these. the freshness and nourishment of the in-breath, the release of the out-breath. And just practicing in whatever way supports steadying, nourishing, kind equanimity. Thank you for listening.